welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 272, the 2020 Unicoi Custom Turkey Call Maker Show interviews. And I am your host and the guy who this past weekend realized he has a problem. And the guy who's sad. More about both of those in just a minute. But right now, we are 66 days, 9 hours 8 minutes and 15 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I guess first I need to tell you about my problem. And I'm hesitant to call it a problem. It's really more of an addiction. And I guess I've been teetering on the edge of being an addict for some time now. But there's no denying it now. I am an addict. And being in Unicoi this past weekend made me realize how much of an addict I really am. So now I'm going to tell you why I'm sad. I'm sad because I could not buy every single turkey call at Unicoi. Yes, I'm a turkey call addict. And I'm going to embrace it just like I embrace my turkey hunting addiction. I think I'm just going to go ahead and embrace my turkey call addiction. You're going to hear me say this several times during the show today, so I may as well go ahead and start now. I just continue to be blown away by the quality and craftsmanship of all of the calls that were on display this past weekend at Unicoi. I mean, it really is something to behold and something that you guys, if you've never been, you need to go. The amount of care and pride that each one of these call makers puts into their product that they bring to these shows really is remarkable. So again, I don't want to hash that out too much because you're going to hear it a bunch today, but I do want to just kind of give you some of the highlights from my experience at the show this past weekend. And then we're going to jump into some of the interviews that I did for you guys. So I rolled up to Unicoi pretty early Friday morning, which was the opening day of the show. And as soon as I got out of the truck, I could hear some of the turkey calls being played. As I approached the door of the lodge at Unicoi, the sound of turkey calls was almost overwhelming and very exciting at the same time, if you're me. 
So I walk in the door and I knew right away that I'd missed that show over the past year and I was very glad to be back. I had on my agenda to buy a Turpin style box call. That really was number one on my agenda. And I ended up picking up two Turpin style box calls. The first one is a call made by Doug Morgan. And I'm going to run this call for you guys a little bit. Now, I want to say this. Here's my disclaimer. If this call does not sound good, it is me. It is the player of the call. I will promise you these calls that Doug makes are amazing. I am still learning how to run a Turpin style box call. And now that I have two, I can actually practice and get better at it. But I want to run this call for you. So hang on just a second here. And that is a Doug Morgan Turpin style hen box that is Macassar Ebony over mineral stained poplar. And Doug, I wish you were here to play the box for me so it would sound good and it would do you justice. <laughs> but that's what I've got at this point. I'm going to continue to work on this Turpin style call until I can get it right. But I don't think I'm terribly far off. After leaving Doug... I had to go play some more Turpin style boxes. So I went on over to my friend Dan Harris's table and Dan had some beautiful calls out there. And I believe I played every single call on Dan's table twice. Then I narrowed it down to two. And then at that point in time, I told Dan I was relying on his ear to help point me in the right direction and help to pick between these two calls. And really and truly, if I'm splitting hairs over the difference in sound of two calls that I picked out of what was probably 25 calls sitting out on his table, then I'm pretty picky, aren't I? So this call that Dan made is Ambrosia Maple and Patagonia Rosewood. And it is a very pretty call and it has a good sound to it as well. So here is Dan's call. It is really hard to pick a call from these guys when they all sound this good and look this good. It's just hard to pick one out, but you know, you've got to go with what you remember the hens in your area sounding like. And 
even more so, you've got to go with what the toms in your area like to hear, what they respond the best to. That's the kind of call that you want to go with. That's the kind of sound you're looking for. And I've got two very fine turpin-style box calls from two super nice guys. And if you guys are looking for a turpin-style call, then I highly recommend looking up Doug Morgan and looking up Dan Harris on Facebook. You cannot go wrong with their calls. After picking up a couple of Turpin style boxes, I found myself over at Black Dot Calls at Todd Black's table. And, and Todd had several good looking calls on his table. I picked one of them up that he pointed me to and started playing it and it sounded great. And it is a copper playing surface. And I'm pretty particular about copper calls because so many of them can be so high pitched that they're a little squeaky to me. And I'm not saying I didn't like his call because I liked it a lot. But here's what happened. After I put that copper call down, he said, pick that little slate call up right there. So I pick up the slate call and it is very thin. So the pot on this call is not very deep at all. I flip it over and I look and I can see that it's slate over glass, which is a sound I know I like. And I'm looking at this wood. The wood on this call, the pot on this call is so thin. It's thinner than I have ever seen on any pot call. And I said, what wood is this? And Todd said, that's dogwood. So this is a pretty unique looking pot that has a piece of slate over glass in it and it has an incredible sound to it. So I'm gonna play it a little bit here. And in fact, I'm gonna play it with a couple of different strikers. This second striker I'm going to play on this call is actually a waterproof striker that I got from Cubby's Custom Turkey Calls. And of course, what I like about this call is that it is waterproof and will play on a wet surface. So I'm going to play this slate over glass in a dogwood pot with this waterproof striker. I'm telling you, that's going to be a deadly combination right there. And I'm looking forward to playing that for a big old Tom this spring. After I left Black Dot and Cubbies, I found myself over at Knockout Custom Calls. And I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about Knockout Custom Calls because 
I actually interviewed Kyle with Knockout Custom Calls, and I'm going to play that interview for you guys in just a little bit, but I want to run this trough call for you. I think I need to scratch the surface up on this one a little bit here, so... Like I said, you're going to hear a little bit from Kyle Osborne with knockout custom calls here in just a minute. But that call not only sounds good, but it is gorgeous. After I'd spent a bunch of money on calls, I ran into my friend Jeff Lowe from North Carolina at the show. And I actually saw Jeff there last year and we talked for a long time. Jeff is a listener of the show. And we just were chit-chatting last year and he happened to come up to me while I was at Ty Custom Calls table last year. And Kevin over at Ty Custom Calls pointed me to this copper call that is in a composite pot and it has a slate surface on the bottom. So I picked this call up over there at Ty's table and I played it. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Well, I flipped the call over and I played the slate surface. when I played that slate surface, I fell in love with that call. So I was talking to Kevin over at Ty's Calls, and Jeff walks up, and Jeff and I are chit-chatting, and I said, pick up that call right there and run that call. So he plays the copper surface on it. He said, man, that sounds pretty good. I said, yeah, it does. Now flip it over and play the slate on it. So he played the slate on there and really liked the sound of that call, just like I did. And he bought the call. So the rest of the weekend at Unicoi, I was like, dang, I really wanted that (laughs) copper pot 
call with the slate bottom. And that was the best sounding pot call that I'd played that weekend. But Jeff had it. So I ran into my buddy Jeff this year at the show, and he said, come out to my truck. Let me show you this painting that I got, and I want to show you the other calls I bought. And I said, cool. I want to see them, and then I want to show you what I got. So I go out to his truck, and he shows me this painting, and it was really nice, really pretty painting. Shows me the calls he bought, and they're awesome. He bought one of Billy Bice's trumpets and another call or two. And then he says to me, oh, and last year when we were at the show, I bought this call that you pointed me out to. And he reaches in his truck and he pulls this call out. And he said, and I have not used it. I primarily use trumpets and I want you to have this call. And I open up the bag that the call is in and it is the composite pot with the copper playing surface and the slate on the bottom. It's the call that I'm not going to say I talked him into buying it because the call talked him into buying it, but I pointed him in the direction of it. He said, I want you to have it because I am not going to use that call. And I said, man, thank you. I really appreciate it, but I'm not taking your call. And he said, I want you to have the call. And I said, no, I will not take your call. But I did take the call out and I played it. And I said, you know what, Jeff? I'm not going to take your call. Thank you very much for thinking of me. But I tell you what I do want to do. He said, what? I said, I want to take your call with me. And I'm going to kill a turkey with that call. And I'm going to take several pictures of the call and the turkey together. And I'm sending the call to you. For you to kill a turkey with it to send pictures to me and if we can get that done this season then who knows maybe we'll do it again next season so i'm pretty excited about that i'm excited about taking this call to the woods heck i'm excited about taking all the calls to the woods but i'm excited about taking this call to the woods and calling in a tom with this thing whacking him and then shipping it off to jeff So, Jeff, thank you for thinking of me and wanting me to have this call. I have to tell you that I'm pretty excited about our agreement, and I'm looking forward to upholding my end of our agreement so I can send this call to you, and you can uphold your end of the agreement as well. So, that was it as far as calls that I acquired. Now, while I was there, I took possession of a call for a friend of mine. And you guys who have listened to the show regularly probably know Evan Murphy from Mississippi. Evan was nice enough to invite me to Mississippi this past year to hunt with him. And I got my bird in Mississippi while hunting with Evan. In fact, we had an incredible hunt and we doubled on that hunt in Mississippi. Evan wanted one of Doug Morgan's box calls. So I have in my hands Evan... Murphy's box call made by Doug Morgan. And I'm still trying to decide if I should give this call to Evan or not. (laughs) Take a listen.
So Evan, I almost want to tell you thank you for the call, but we'll see if my conscience gets the better of me or not. <laughs> this call is diamond wood over poplar. And Doug Morgan wrote a special message on the inside of this call for Evan. Evan, I hope you've enjoyed hearing your call. We'll see who wins out. The good angel on my left shoulder or the devil on my right? <laughs> By the way, I'm almost deaf in my left ear. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I'm telling you, I am just really stoked about actually being able to get outside and play some of these calls. I've not been able to do it this week because it has rained every single day since I got back from Unicoi. And not only that, but I had a huge work project that I had to get finished by Thursday of this week. So I've not gotten a chance to play with these calls out in the woods, but I'm headed to the woods this weekend to see if I can trick a lonely, desperate buck into coming by my tree stand. So I'm going to have some time to take a call or two into the woods with me this weekend, and I'm looking forward to running some of those in the woods. The good thing about running turkey calls while you're deer hunting is the deer don't care. They're used to hearing it. So I get to practice a little bit. I get to run some calls, get to hear what they sound like, and I don't have to worry about spooking off all the deer in the area. All right, listen, let's jump on into these interviews that I did at the show because I did manage to get some interviews done. And the first interview that I have for you is one that I did with Mark Prudham. And Mark and Pat Strasser teamed up and made a couple of really cool calls that they're going to auction off for KT Teams charity. I'm not going to tell you too much more about it. I'm going to let Mark tell you. Listen in closely, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, I'm here at Unicoi and I have with me Mark Prudham. And you guys may or may not know Mark, but he's once or twice played a turkey call. And I think he told a story in a seminar he gave a little while ago about killing one. So he may know something about it. But I was over at his table looking at some of the calls that he'd made. And he had two calls that were over there that were really unique, really pretty calls. And they looked familiar to me, at least the the carving on them and so I picked them up and when I picked them up I had flashbacks to holding a shotgun in my hand and I, I just was taken back to a to a pretty neat little place and so I started asking Mark how much these calls were and he kind of slapped me back a little bit and said you can't buy them they're not for sale and I said come on now everybody's got their price what how much are they he said you can't buy them but you can bid on them on an auction and so I've got Mark here and I want Mark to tell us a little bit about the calls where the idea came from for the calls and I'm curious too how much time it took to make those things because I mean they're really unique and tell us how we can put a bid on them well you know Pat Strouser came up with uh, with a box call and he called it the model 12 and he, he kind of made the bottom part of the call with grooves in it like the old model 12 shotgun the forearm on it 
and uh, man, I just thought that was the neatest thing. And you know, the Model 12 by Winchester, you know, made started in 1912. It's been around forever. One of the greatest shotguns ever been made. Yeah. Everybody's granddaddy had one, and I've got one, and. Pat's got one, and he he just loved it so much. He decided to make that box call, and I said, you know, I believe I could make a trumpet in that same, you know, kind of fashion. And uh, I, I told I told him, I said, you know, I I wouldn't mind making a trumpet, a Model 12 trumpet. And he said, you know what we should do? He said, why don't we um, make a match set? And I said, man, that'd be that'd be awesome. And uh, he said, you know, we could we could donate that to the KT team. The KT team, KT is Carrie Terrell, but Jason Beard, who lives in Georgia, him and his friend Carrie Terrell, Carrie Terrell and I were team partners in calling. We were fortunate enough to win six grand national championships together. Carrie's one of the all-time best callers I know. Carrie's an all-around great guy, too. His friend Jason Beard was was um, paralyzed in a diving accident. And they, he, Carrie just wanted, he, he wanted to go turkey hunting. And Carrie wanted to take him turkey hunting. And, and you know, they, they did a lot of work and, and, and built a, a cradle that would hold the gun. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Jason, uh, I don't know if he sucks on the straw or blows on the straw, but he, he pulls the trigger by, by the use of that straw. And uh, they can move the gun to, to, to kind of get set up on the turkey and everything. And uh, I was able to do a hunt with them this past spring, and it, it was just fascinating to me the work and effort that that's gone into to the KT team and what what they've done to help people with you know just, people just need a little bit of help getting outdoors getting out there and uh you know it, just getting them in the woods and getting set up um you know Jason's a good caller he can call his own turkey he just needs a little help getting there yeah. um Jason started the KT team with intentions of helping other people in his same situation that that just wanted to get outdoors or maybe never experienced outdoors so what he did was um start this organization that that would just you know help those guys out and uh carrie carrie's been a big part of the starting of that thing and they've got a lot of other guys that help out with it so what we decided to do was build these calls and donate it to the kt team and they're going to auction it off pat made a uh, a beautiful wooden box yeah. that, that holds the box call and the trumpet call in it and um it was made out of uh, wood from his grandfather's barn in Pennsylvania. That's the cool. top was part of a Winchester shell box, which kind of keeps in really? with the okay. Winchester, you know, yeah. deal with the Model 12. So it, it, it just all came together really good. And I, th- I think the, the plan is uh, we're going to leave it up to Jason and Carrie, but it, I think what they're going to do is is probably auction it on Facebook. It's probably going to start next week, and and it's going to go right on up until the National Wild Turkey Federation convention in Nashville. Okay. I think it's either the Friday or Saturday, and I don't know the exact date, the 15th, 16th, somewhere along in there. That Friday or Saturday, they're gonna they're gonna end the bidding, and uh, there's there's a couple ways to bid. I think you can bid by just giving your amount in the comments, but I think also that there's a phone number which is. Just 
Jason's that you can call and give a private bid if you don't want your okay. name out there, whatever gotcha. you can just call and say. Or if you're not on Facebook. Yeah, you're not on Facebook. You can just go ahead and bid, and that that way the the calls are going to go to them and the display box and it's going you know it's a great cause, help some great people that that just want to get out and enjoy the same thing that we do, and. You know, talking about the calls, they're 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 nothing fancy, but the Model 12 wasn't a fancy gun. It was a, a utility type gun that put meat on the table. And you know, Pat made the the call out of mahogany and walnut, and uh, the trumpet is made out of. Um, I I tried to you know give that black gun look to it, like the barrel and the, uh, everything. So I I took. African black wood, which is a really almost black wood, and then I, I put a piece of walnut that, that looks very similar to the forend on yeah. the Model 12 on it, and then I actually, the ferrule that holds the mouthpiece to it, I actually turned out of a piece of steel and then blued it with gun blue, so it matches the, the metal bluing on the gun perfect. Yeah. So um, it, it all kind of came together, and uh, we're looking forward to, to get it to them and and hopefully the you know the proceeds from the auction will go towards a great cause and be just in time for the spring where we can get some of these guys and you know uh, wheelchairs and you know people yeah. just need a little help get them out there and um and enjoy the same thing we do in the turkey woods yeah yeah i i had the opportunity to take i say i took him he has a motorized chair I mean, I gave him the property to go hunt on, and he joined me on a hunt because really that's that's what happened. But paraplegic, and other than walking, nothing that I can do that he couldn't do. He needed just, I mean, just a little bit of extra help in the woods. There's a couple things that chair can't maneuver over, and you know we had to kind of work around some different areas. But you know, and and I didn't do it for any other reason than I like him. And I, he wanted to go hunting, and I wanted to share, you know, a hunting trip with him. And we had a great time. And you know, I would encourage anybody out there that that wants to help somebody out that needs that extra little bit of help, get out there and do that. And so I, I think what you guys are doing by no, donating these calls is awesome. And you know, so I, I thank you guys for that. And uh, I I do hope that it does raise some money for the charity and so i don't know i haven't been on the kt team's facebook page yet i don't know if there's pictures up there but i'm going to take a couple of pictures of of the calls and post them on my page and put them on twitter as well and let everybody know how they can learn more about the calls and and possibly put on put them uh, a bid on them at auction so i hope they bring about 10 grand because that's what i think they're worth when i picked those calls up man i mean i had flashbacks i'm telling you that 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 especially to pick up that trumpet call and it's it's got some meat to it you know it's not your 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 standard little trumpet but that's the way you designed it and it turned out perfectly i mean it's beautiful well, I appreciate it. Um, you know, we're not we're not doing it for us. We just want to try to find some way that we could could to give back to the KT team. You know, they're they're an inspiration to us, and uh, anything that we can do for them is is you know just 
going to be a, a, a bonus for us, you know. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you taking time to step out away from the show and tell us a little bit about the calls that you made, and I wish you luck this upcoming season. It's going to be here in a hurry. It sure is. I think it's going to be a good one, and we're looking forward to it, and I appreciate you having me. Good deal. Thanks, sir. Hey, I encourage you guys to go on KT Team's Facebook page to check these calls out and place a bid on them. Knowing the quality of the calls that Pat and Mark produce, I know that you'll be happy with a matched set of calls. Of course, that is if you can outbid me. Next up, I have an interview with a gentleman that I could sit and talk hunting with for days, and that gentleman is Larry Prophet. Larry was kind enough to give me some of his time to share information about his book that's called Letters to My Grandsons that is available for purchase. I have my copy and I'm itching to get into it. Everyone I've spoken with about Larry's book loves it. And I have a feeling you book nuts who listen to this show, and there are a bunch of you, will love it too. Let's listen to Larry and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, I am still here at Unicoi having a great time, and all you listeners that didn't make it to Unicoi, you really need to put forth an effort to get here next year because you're missing meeting fantastic people, great call makers, amazing turkey hunters, and interesting characters like this fella I'm sitting with right here, who's Larry Prophet, and I want to talk to Larry a little bit about his book that he has out called Letters to My Grandsons, and we're going to let Larry tell us a little bit about the book and how we can get it. So, Larry, thank you for taking time out today to chat with me and tell everybody listening to the show how they can get their hands on a copy of your book. My pleasure. I've kept a journal of turkey hunting. It's not one of these deals where you write down the day you killed it and what you used, what kind of load, but it's I figured out a long time ago there were things I was learning that I didn't want to forget. There's things that worked and things that didn't work. A lot of it has to do with calling the turkeys. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to, things to do to fool the turkey. Right. And so I kept it from that and and I would tell stories and and tell stories of the hunts that I'd been on and I started hunting out of state. Besides I'd kill out at Tennessee and Virginia and so I started hunting out of state in a lot of places and I would go back and consult what I'd written down to get the information on that state. So as time went on I had 25 years worth of riding, all in a big loose-leaf binder. And you you get to a certain age, my three grandsons, two of them are 18 now, one's 16. And you think about stuff you want to pass on. Uh, And each person in their county, the people that's watching or listening right now, in their county, if someone says, I have to need somebody to kill a turkey, a wild turkey, you would say, oh, that, if it had to be done today, that would be John Doe. Mm-hmm. And I say in the book, uh, that might be you. You might be John Doe for that particular county. Right. But those are the people in your county where you live. Those are people you need to seek out and see what you can, what you learn from them, write it down. Because we, sometimes we'll remember things, we won't remember the, the important things. And if you 
if you write it down, type it out, whatever you want to, you, and it's important to keep that information. So that's why I decided to, I hunted, I sought out Wayne Bailey years ago. I wanted to learn the wing bone. Wayne Bailey was one of the premier bi turkey biologists and hunters in the United States. He retired from West Virginia and then he retired also from North Carolina. He said this was in 1994. I started hunting turkeys in the fall. Okay. I found out that I could call turkeys by trial and error and interviewing these people like Wingbone Cryer has already gone on to his reward so is Dwayne Bland. Wayne Bailey told me to see Dwayne Bland. He's the best man on a trumpet he ever knew. So we, we, I wrote him a letter. This is before the days of text and email. Right. And so we would, we would write letters and I learned a lot from Dwayne about running the trumpet, but I, the main thing I learned was that you could call turkeys in the fall of the year or the summer. So the, a lot of the techniques that I learned, I shared. And Dwayne says, don't tell everything now. He says, let them learn the hard way like we did. Well, I'm 76 years old. I says, I'm not taking everything to the grave if it's anything significant. So I put a lot of it in the book. Uh, today I'm doing a little seminar at 2 o'clock here. And I told him, I said, I'm going to share some of the things that Dwayne taught me today about I saw him cold call gobblers in the fall of the year in November and they come to him and I shot one so the whole drove of gobblers came out and uh, so my youngest grandson when he was 14 I cold called him one in October in the Tennessee season he killed it on the second shot but I, he said, why are you and my daddy grinning and laughing? I said, son, when you kill your own turkey, your own long-bearded gobbler, and the fall of the year a cold call him, you can say you're a turkey hunter. Until that day, you're not. And so I said, we're just laughing because we're happy for you right. that, that you converted. Yeah. And you, you, you put that turkey where we can put him in the skillet. But uh, so the, the book I wrote, I decided people like Zach Farmer. I told Zach, he's one of the best turkey hunters and call makers I know. I said, you put in here whatever you want, verb and I'll quote it verbatim. It's about 20 pages of that. Then also Mark Sharp here is a really good maker of, of wing bones. I told him the same thing. I told my friend Billy Bice that, Lamar Williams, Darren Dawkins, and they wrote a page or two, but I included that in the appendix. And uh, but most of it is, I like to start with the premise and illustrate it by a hunt that this is this is what I found out this is what I discovered and I'm still you're still learning if you're not and what you learn from anybody write it down and, and seek out those people in your sphere of influence that you can know that that you know that they they're successful in the woods they know something right and uh, if they'll share with you but it's it's a good thing and I'm I'm 
sell on the books right now. I had them for the first first bought them out. I'm, I'm into the third printing now. Okay. So, but they're twenty five dollars plus five dollars shipping and handling. Okay. They can contact me at my cell phone anytime. I answer it. They can. They can email me if they're members of the Wild National Wild Turkey Federation. You look in the in the back of the magazine, you'll see they're advertised for. It says Old Trumpet Calls Wanted. Call up, see Larry Prophet at 423-292-1044. Okay. Or at my email at bergydrugs at earthlink.net. It's in the back of the, of the Tur National Wild Turkey Federation. Magazine and the and the classifieds. It's the first of the classifieds every every issue, right? Because I'm not I'm not trying to corner the market. I just use them. My wife says I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I said I'm an accumulator. Only only the stuff I use. But uh, it's a it's a it's a great sport. It is. It is. Well. I know you've got a lot of stories you could share with us, and I know there's there's plenty in this book, and so I appreciate you taking time to put this book together. I know a lot of the listeners of the show do too, and I, I know that you did it, that the, the title to the book says it all, that that was your motivation for, for doing that. and, and Icing it on. That's right. That's right. And so that's something that we all need to be considering at some point in time even if we're not graced with 76 years we yeah. need to be Man. yeah we need to be considering passing that on so i i appreciate that and i appreciate you taking time out from the show to to do a quick interview with us and i'm gonna i'm coming into your seminar can i put a microphone on you for the seminar sure all right that'll be good we'll get we'll get some more stories from larry here shortly then and thank you much i appreciate you autographing my book and if you guys want a book from larry uh, and i highly recommend you get one get in touch with him and let him know that you heard about the book from me from the podcast and he'll put a, a shiny autograph on there for you and get it back to you pretty quick i have a feeling so thanks a bunch larry thank you Andy. all right i hope you guys enjoyed that interview with larry do you see why i could sit and talk with him for days about hunting he's a super guy and he's a wealth of information about the sport of turkey hunting oh yeah and he was kind enough to let me mic him up for his seminar that he did at the unicoi show on saturday so Probably in the not-too-terribly-distant future, I'll be bringing that interview to you guys, so stay tuned. And since I'm on the interview topic of books and authors now, I have another author for you guys, and that is Grant Odom with Turkey Branch Game Calls. And he is going to tell us about his book titled Nine Mile Tank. Here is Grant, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, I am here with Grant Odom with Turkey Branch Game Calls, and I know a lot of you guys like to read, and Grant has written a book, it's called The Legend of Nine Mile Tank, 
And so I wanted to get Grant on and tell us a little bit about the book and also a little bit about his calls, where we can see and, and hear his calls. And so, Grant, thank you for taking time and, and doing a quick interview with me to tell us a little bit about the book. I hope you're doing well today. And tell us, I guess, where the, the idea for the book came from and, and what you've got in there for us. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Uh, the book, the idea for it came from me reading Alan White's book, uh, The One Season. Um, he's a local author from Spanish Fort. I live in Jackson, Alabama, so it's not too far from me. Uh, but me, it's, the stories in his book really connected with me the same way with the way him and his grandfather hunted was the same way that me and my uncle hunted. My uncle's the one that taught me how to hunt and also my grandfather, but uh, I killed my first turkey with my uncle when I was six years old. Yeah. I'm 35 now, so I've been hunting them a good while. A couple but, uh, years under your belt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm from Jackson, Alabama. It's uh, kind of what people call Ben Lee country. I knew Ben Lee when I was younger, but and then after he passed. The book's about a turkey that I hunted religiously for about five years, finally killed him. But it also has stories in it about my uncles, my grandfather, and also specific birds that I've hunted throughout the years that just things that I've learned from them. Um, also just life stuff that's went on with me, uh, hardships that I've been through but overcome. And the book was really, really just my getting over some things, personal things, and it's really helped me a lot. And uh, it's been a good, good success. I've sold a lot. If you're interested, I have a website, turkeybranchgamecalls.com, but you can get in touch with me more on Facebook and also my game call page is turkey branch game calls you look me up on facebook i'll have it there but you can personally contact me and get a copy it's just a it's not a paperback version it's a it's a home uh i did all the editing yeah self-published uh kind of put together i binded it together myself it's ten dollars but if you order one from me you know i charge about two dollars shipping so if you Oh, and you get a hold of them and I'll let you know. And also, I have calls, different calls. If you see a call on my page that I've made, I'm pretty sure I can make another one if I have the wood. Or if not, if there's something you particularly you're looking for, I can I can make you one. But I strictly make box calls. I do make a few scratch box calls, but that's two that I mostly particularly make. So. Yeah. Very good, very good. How long have you been making calls? Three years now. Okay. This show, I came up here in 2017. Jody Harrison, also known as Preacher Man. I watched a video on Facebook and found out who he was and hit him up, started talking to him. and He's actually a preacher, so uh, found that out, and he told me about this show here at Unicoi. And, I come down and if you are a call maker or a collector or just a turkey hunter, you have to come to this show. I mean, I was blown away my first year and 
he kind of took me under his wing, showed me different things, woods, wood combos. And uh, I said, well, you know what? I said, I'm going to try my hand at it. My uncle that I wrote about in the book, him, my grandfather, my great-grandfather made scratch box calls. Mm -hmm. So after they all passed, you know, I kind of want to carry on a family tradition and went with it. So uh, just tried to try my hand at box calls. I mean, I still make scratch boxes, still have some, but box calls is my main thing. Yeah. Do you still have some of their scratch boxes? Oh, yes. I have... I have a big collection. Um, I have some that's made from the late 70s that they made, that they got hand-carved initials in. Yeah. There's one particular story in the book. There's a, that me, a turkey that me and my uncle hunted that I called in with his scratch box call. And we were so excited when he killed the turkey, we jumped up. I wound up losing the box, the scratch box. And it wasn't until two years later I found the box. Really? So I was real happy to have that back, and now I have it put up. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So it, it, you got it back. I'm sure it didn't sound anything like it did before after being in the mud in Alabama. It, it didn't. It didn't sound nothing, and it, yeah. <laughs> it sure didn't look like the same. But but it meant a lot to you. Oh, yeah. That's what matters. That's that's cool, and, and it's a great story to be able to share to yeah. to tell people. You know, you oh, lost yeah. this call, and you found the dang thing. Yeah. <laughs> a couple years later. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Good deal. Well, Grant, man, I, I appreciate it. I wish you a lot of luck with the sales of the book. I wish you a lot of luck with the game calls and call making, and hopefully we'll get to see you up here in the booth next year at Unicoi. I know you'd be excited about that. Oh, yeah, so good for you. I'm, I'll be excited when I do. Uh, until then, I might keep stepping my game up. There's a lot of great call makers here that's a lot better than me, in my opinion. But, uh, well, and, and, you know, they to, to be in it for three years and to make the calls that sound like the calls you're making, you're doing something right. So you, you're going the right direction. Yeah, thank so, you. No doubt. No doubt. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the rest of the show. Travel safely back home and kill some turkeys this spring. I want to see some pictures from you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Grant reached out to me on Facebook before the show. And I was glad to be able to meet him there. He's another really good guy, and I'm looking forward to getting into Nine Mile Tank. I've already started it, but I'm only about two pages into it. So I'm looking forward to digging into that one deeper. Next up, I have Kyle Osborne with Knockout Game Calls. And remember, I told you guys I was bringing you this interview with Kyle. Kyle and his partners make absolutely gorgeous and very unique turkey calls. I'm going to let him tell us more about the company and his calls. Listen in, and I'll see you in a few. Hey, guys. I've got Kyle Osborne here with me today, and we're sitting outside the show Unicoi. We found this little quiet spot to sit down and talk a little bit and I wanted to, to talk to him and introduce you guys to him because Kyle is with Knockout Calls and they make some of the prettiest calls that you'll find anywhere. They're all made out of stone calling surfaces and 
the woodworking is fantastic. The, the craftsmanship's amazing. The stone that they use is truly unique and beautiful. And I bought one of their calls last year, and I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I talked about this to Kyle already. I told him I wanted to interview him last year, and I walked right out of the show and did not interview him. And so I thought about it this year when I walked in and I saw him and I said, Dad Gummit, I'm doing an interview with those guys this year no matter what. So I grabbed him, pulled him outside here, talked to him a little bit about the company, about the calls that they make, and they've won quite a few awards with their calls as well. And so he, Kyle's probably not going to feel real comfortable tooting his own horn, but I'm, I'm going to pick his brain on that too. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about the company and where you guys came up with the idea of making these calls out of these unique and very, very pretty calling surfaces. Well, we started making calls, me and my daddy and a friend of ours, in 2000, the end, very end of 2011, just, just doing it for ourselves never never thought we'd really sell any calls or anything and had a few people want them posted them on facebook on social media and started selling a few and then trying new things and my granddaddy he was 95 in november of 2018 when he passed and he's always been a rock hound and Mm -hmm always collected rocks and always made made jewelry out of it different types of stone made belt buckles bolo ties stuff like that and we just decided one day to to we'd kind of learned from him how to cut the rock he had all the rock saws and stuff yeah and decided to try it in a turkey call and and still to this day the very first one we made is probably the best sounding one we've really? made and can't replicate it for nothing you know <laughs> and it just amazed us that that natural surface not only looks as awesome as it does but it really sounds truly like a turkey and well we've we've been making them for probably three maybe four years now with the rock surface stone surface and won a few awards and entered them in Nashville and I know I won best of show at the Dixie Deer Classic in 2015 and won there and in Nashville won some first place and some second place every year with them and this year I won or this past year, 2019, I won Best of Show in Dixie Deer Classic, one of our new rock surface trough calls, and also won the 2019 Amateur Decorative Turkey Call Maker of the Year in Nashville with one of our rock pots. And it still amazes me that, that they do sound and look as good as they do. And we take the time and we cut it all ourselves. It's nothing, it's nothing you can buy and glue together it's everything we've we've cut in our own shop and put it together ourselves and spent the last couple of years really trying to trying to tweak it and and make it the perfect not only look good but actually sound better than it looks yeah and that's what our main focus is we don't want to even though it looks awesome we don't want to sell it just because it looks awesome right and you know that's to me is one of the great things about this show here at Unicoi is 
whether it's something really unique like what you guys do with those with the rocks or it's just straight wood mm -hmm. the craftsmanship and the beauty of these calls in here is something to, to look at and want just in and of itself and then you put add with that the fact that these dang thing make turkey sounds like nobody's business for a turkey call nut like myself or a turkey hunting nut like myself you know it, it's hard to find anything better or any place better than this but run tell us you got one call one pot call here I want you to, to tell us a little bit about the call. I'm going to take a picture of these calls and put them up on the Facebook page, but I just want to show them off so you guys can see them. And I'm going to get Kyle to tell us how we can see some more of his calls as well. But tell us a little bit about this call right here and run this call for us. I'm not going to run it because I don't want to make your call sound bad, which is hard to do, but I'm qualified for that job. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about this particular call right here. This is an, a Macassar ebony pot. It has a maple, a curly maple inlay in the bottom center of it. And the surface is tree agate. The striker is a Rutland diamond wood striker. country does that rock come from the tree agate i'm pretty sure it comes from out west kind of midwest most of our stones come from from new mexico arizona area because okay. my granddaddy he was stationed in over there he was in the air force yeah and that's when he got stationed in middle georgia he he brought a lot of stuff with him, okay. and and we're still using the stuff he the brought. stuff he brought. I mean, we do we do still buy some stuff, some new stone, you know, yeah. something different. But a lot of it, a lot of it, is still part of his supply that he had. He had it piled up ten foot high all the way around his house, up against the house on shelves, wow. outside, yeah. and just a shop full of it. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and I'm I'm looking at this call surface in the light, you know, and at different light angles, and it's it's a fairly porous mm -hmm. surface. It's got some pits in it, but you got I mean, you there's no telling of that when you're running that call at all because it no. this that striker is going right over the top of that, and it's not even catching on anything. And that's what I like about the the tree agate personally is this. It's a very poor surface, unlike some of the other rocks. And that's this is actually the surface that that I hunt with. That my okay. personal call that I hunt with that same tree agate surface. And it's a rougher sound, but it's it's a lot raspier yeah. sound. Yeah, it is. It it's not the holes in it aren't bad enough that it the striker's going to slip or catch. Right. But, but it's porous enough that that it'll actually add some rasp to the call. Yeah.
that's a great sounding call that is no doubt and it is beautiful that ebony pot is really adds character to it too that's a pretty call so tell me about your the trough that you got over there run that one for us too all right this is a winge trough with curly maple inlay on the sides and a picture rock jasper surface picture rock jasper it's, it, we sell a lot more of it. It's a lot more common surface for us. It's not as porous as the tree agate, but it still has a really nice sound. And we just started, we just started making these troughs. The very first one we made was in 2019 and we it's the one that we entered in at the Dixie Deer Classic in North Carolina and won best of show with and I probably shouldn't have spent the money to buy my own call but I ended up buying my own call back just because it was it amazed me the very first one we made and it <laughs> it won best of show you know um, but ever since then they've they've done really well and unlike a lot of troughs, troughs usually are, are very low sound, very yeah. very quiet calls, but our troughs run a little more like a like a pot call that you can you can run it about as loud as you want to, but it'll also it'll get really soft. Yeah. And Yeah, and, and one thing that, that I like about that trough that you've got and you're making them all to that same standard even though it's different woods and, and different uh, stone surfaces different column surfaces but one thing I like about it is you can get eight different turkey sounds eight different turkeys out of that call just from playing it in different parts of that trough and yes. you know to me that's that makes that call that much more valuable yes sir it's it's a very versatile call it's, that's kind of what I like about it. the pot call is very versatile too don't get me wrong but yeah. but the trough has seemed to have a little more ease to it, a little more ease of use to it. Anybody can play it. Anybody can pick that call up and play it. Yeah. I mean, that, I've seen that numerous times today and yesterday at the show here at Unicor. That anybody from a six-year-old to a 90-year-old come yeah. by the table, grab this call and play it. Mm -hmm. And the rock surface is just so, so forgiving. It, it amazes me that that it that anybody can play it and make it sound good yeah you know yeah and they because every surface that you guys cut is different and unique every single one of those calls has a different and unique sound even though everything else on that call may be identical and yep. you know you can play play hit that sweet spot on that call and then pick up the next trough call and play it and it's got a sweet spot and a different location and you know the the grain and the the coloration in those surfaces and all is is unique and different and makes each one of those calls the same way so that's one of the things i really like about them there when somebody gets one of your calls there is not going to be another one that looks like it anywhere so with the, with the wood or the or the stone that's in the surface it both of them is going to be unique. No pe two pieces of wood are going to be identical. Mm -hmm. No two pieces of stone rock are going to be identical. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and like you said it, it makes everyone sound a little different mm-hmm yep so what else do you have you got one more call over there don't got you a, one of our outfitters also it's this one is Macassar Ebony with a curly maple band we made it to match that pot yeah um and it's it's a hundred percent handmade call we make our own tone board insert this call believe it or not even though when you look at that call from the outside it just looks like two pieces of wood mm-hmm. there's actually six and sometimes seven pieces of wood in that one call even though you can't see it right and it's got a hand cut turkey track in the yeah, bottom for the cool. for the exhaust and we've spent we've spent a lot of time on this call trying to trying to perfect it trying to trying to get the ease of use the the, the sound quality and also one main thing was keeping the sound quality and ease of use but also not being too loud because yeah. you can blow it in here and it doesn't sound that loud but you get in the woods and the bottom yeah. and it sounds way louder than you thought it did yeah so we've tried to tried to keep it loud enough that it sounded good but not not too loud yeah you know yeah might be the best owl hooter I've ever heard and that's the thing don't don't many people don't many people make a hundred percent handmade owl hooter the read the the tone board everything we make by hand and like I said we've spent a lot of time the past few years trying to trying to perfect it I mean I I almost wish the recorder wasn't recording this because it sounds silly uh you know sounds kind of canned with us sitting here uh, no joke i mean that sounds so much like an owl that i i mean i i don't even know what to say about that that's the absolutely it, the best owl hooter i have ever heard and it takes very little air to blow it jeez man that blew me away dang I, I I run the one that God gave me but that almost mm-hmm. makes me want to buy mm-hmm. one of those and and that's what a lot of people do a lot of people just use their mouth and and that's fine i mean owl hooter isn't for everybody but yeah and and a lot of times i don't even owl hoot when i hunt but i still got one with me just even if you even if if i'm just hooting back and forth to an owl yeah i done almost forgot about that turkey that gobbled one time at daylight you know it, it it's just so fun to me oh yeah to, it's almost like you're competing back and forth with an owl. You know, uh-huh. it's 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 really fun. I I really enjoy the owl hoodies. Yeah, and that's awesome, it, and it's beautiful too. So, Thank you. dang, how much do you sell the hooters for? Is each one different depending on the wood? It does depend on the wood. They start out at eighty dollars. Um, like this one, this one would be a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, it just like i said it just depends on the wood pretty much on the hooters yeah okay so if any of the listeners are interested in getting one of the hooters or one of your calls what is the best way for them to get in touch with you how should they go about that truly the best way is is through facebook okay through our facebook page just 
just search knockout custom calls and you'll find it. That's that's truly the best way, easiest way. You can also email us or or call us. Email is turkeyhunt at yahoo.com, T-R-K-Y-H-N-T at yahoo.com. Or you can call or even text me at 478-230-3414. All right. Very good. Well, Kyle, I hope y'all had a great show. And, you know, again, I, I bought another call from you this year. I got the trough call from you, and, mm-hmm. or one of your trough calls, and I'm excited about getting into the woods with it. I bought one of your pot calls last year and tricked a turkey in New Hampshire with it. So I'm looking forward to tricking another bird with this trough call. And I'll do better this year about taking a picture with the bird and the call and sending that to you. So I apologize for not doing that last year, but we'll do it this year. But I appreciate you taking time away from the show to come talk to us a little bit about your calls. And I hope you guys have safe travels getting back home. And I hope you had a great show in here. It has been a, uh, looked like a busy couple of days. Your table today is absolutely covered up. So I hope y'all had some success with it. Yes, sir. We did. We, we had a great show this year. It's truly the best call makers around, the best turkey call makers that you'll find yeah. are at this show. Yeah. And we we had a really great year this year. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you, buddy. Good yes, luck sir. this turkey season. Travel safe. Headed home. Yes, sir. Thank All you. All right. I have to tell you guys that I am a fan of Kyle's calls. They are knockout beautiful calls. They sound great, and they are showpieces that you could put on your mantle. It may be pretty unfair of me to say Kyle's calls are showpieces when really every single call in the Unicoi show is a showpiece. But Kyle's calls are truly unique and different. So go check out Knockout Game Calls on Facebook. Next up is all-around nice guy Brian Absher with Moonshine Leatherworks. And there were actually two leather craftsmen there, Brian being one of them, and Indian River leather and saddlery was also there and those guys fit in very nicely with all the custom call makers since they both make custom leather products that can be used to carry and protect the custom turkey calls that we buy at the show anyway here's brian listen in and i'll see you on the other side hey guys i am standing here with brian absher with moonshine leather works and Brian makes some really pretty turkey call holsters and turkey totes and I wanted to get him on and let him tell us a little bit about the company, how long he's been doing this and tell us a little bit about what all he's got here as far as all the items he's got on his table and how we can go about looking at them and possibly ordering some of these things. I I actually knew Brian before I knew Brian I knew I'll say it this way I knew Brian's work before I knew Brian because my buddy Scott McDonald from Mississippi who came and hunted with me in Alabama this past season killed a turkey and as a thank you for me taking him hunting he bought me one of Brian's totes actually a sling and so I was glad to get that, and I'm looking forward to throwing a turkey in that thing and, and carrying it out of the woods this coming spring. But, Brian, tell us a little bit about what all you got and what you, 
basically what you're doing with Moonshine Leatherworks. Thank you, Andy. This was my first trip to Unicoi and I was tickled to set up as a vendor, but there I have had interactions with a lot of these call makers uh, and hunters throughout the years. I have been making for, I would say, 13 to 15 years as a hobby. My hobby started out with the need for a watch strap that I couldn't find one that was long enough to suit me. So I bought some tools and worked one up and looked like a dog chewed on it when I got done with it. But that inspired me to keep going and keep trying and uh, branched out into other things. I, I like turkey hunting. I enjoy the history and the craftsmanship of the call making. And in, with, from that regard, I have took my joy of the hunt over to making some pieces for the hunter that hopefully are useful and will provide use and enjoyment for years to come. I make long box sheaths, hen box sheaths, short box sheaths, mouth call sheaths, hot call sheaths. I do shell holders for different gauges of shotgun shells because as the sport progresses, we are now shooting 10 to $12 a piece ammo, and I like to know where that, that it's safe and sound. <laughs> I also do totes, as Andy alluded to. I do gun slings. Try to make things that are useful. Uh, try to, to, to make a nice product with a good quality materials and craftsmanship. Again, for it to be useful and uh, something that will provide enjoyment and use for years to come. Good deal. Yeah, the the quality of the work is amazing, and you know I know you said you started it as a hobby a bunch of years ago, and and now it's a the full time gig for you. But man, I mean the belts and just normal belts, you know, regular old dress belts and all are are really nice and and real quality work. So I encourage you guys to go and check out Brian's work. So Brian, where can they see some of your products that you have for sale and how can they get in touch with you? As Andy stated, I have, uh, I probably left that out in my explanation of what was going on, but throughout my journey and uh, the, the, the hobby, I've turned my hobby into a full-time job. So I am, as of July 2019, I was full-time. I retired from my normal job and have of 15 years and have made, made this my profession going forward. So uh, in doing so, it's turned my hobby into a job, but I still have enjoyment and still like to make custom things and we'll, we'll try to have stock things as well. So if there is interest, I would suggest that you guys follow me on Facebook. It's Moonshine Leatherworks. 
Instagram under the same Moonshine Leatherworks, Twitter, same. I do have a website. It's moonshineleatherworks.net. At the moment, the site is down. I have it down because I am making my product information and what I'm going to try to keep stock. Um, but I do welcome custom orders as well. I've, that's what I've kind of built the business on, and that's I don't want to go away from that. I, that my intent for for people that have the, the the items that I offer is for them to get what they want. So, for example, if you know I offer a a, a black bifold wallet that that is has natural stitching and and the customer wants green, I, I, that's my intent is to offer that as a option. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, Brian, thank you, man. I appreciate you taking time out and, and telling us a little bit more about what you got here. And you know, I think that a lot of the listeners of the show are going to want to at least take a look at some of the slings and some of the totes you have and probably a lot of the holsters and, and sheets as well. So you guys go and check Brian's work out on his Facebook page and check out his site. Check back often since it's down right now, but he'll, I'm sure, have it back up before too terribly long. And give him a call, and, and y'all check him, check him out. I think you'll get a lot of use out of out of his stuff. I'm hoping to get a lot of use out of that turkey sling that, that I, Scott I, I gave me. I hope you do as well. <laughs> Good deal. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Andy. All right. I really encourage you guys to go check out Moonshine Leather Works and Indian River Leather and Saddlery. And that is like a horse saddle, saddlery. Go check them out on Facebook to see the quality of their work. I was impressed with both of those craftsmen and their products. If you're in the market for anything leather at all, call them. Great folks and great products, and you won't be disappointed. So that's all of the interviews I have for you guys from Unicoi. I enjoy that show so much that I get lost in it to the point that I often forget that I'm also there to conduct interviews and bring new and unique products and vendors to you guys so you can learn more about them. And listen, if you're interested in buying calls from any of these call makers that I've mentioned, or you're interested in buying any of the books from the authors, or you're going to buy any of the leather products from either Moonshine or Indian River, then be sure you let them know that you heard about them on the Turkey Hunter podcast. You know, they took time out of their schedule at the show and sitting at their booths to chat with me to teach us a little bit more about their companies and their products and themselves, of course. And that really is a big favor that you can do for me if you end up contacting them about any of their products. Just say, hey, heard about you on the Turkey Hunter podcast with Andy Galliano. It lets them know that their time spent with me was not wasted. You know, I really cannot say enough good things about the Unicoi Custom Callmaker Show. Mark Sharp and Russell Beard are not only fantastic callmakers themselves, but they do an excellent job putting the show together and it absolutely shows when you look at the attendance and you listen to the call makers and the other vendors talk about the results they have at the show each year. This show has such a family feel, a feel of brotherhood to it that the big convention in Nashville just doesn't have. And I'm happy that I have attending this show on my list of things to do each year going forward. Mark and Russell Thank you guys for putting this show together for a turkey 
nut like me, Unicoi is heaven in January. So that's all I've got for you guys for today's show. Don't forget the one favor that I've asked you for already, and that is to mention any of these vendors and call makers that you heard me talk about today. Mention to them that you heard about them on the show, but also don't forget that you can help me by completing the Turkey Hunter podcast annual survey that I have going on. This is a listener survey that I'm asking you guys to fill out and submit so that I can learn more about what you like and do not like about this show. It is my goal for this to be the best podcast that you listen to. And I cannot make it the best podcast that you listen to if you don't tell me what you like and what you don't like. So please take the time. Seriously, it may take two minutes max to do this survey. And I will promise you I am not mining your data. So what you're going to do to get the survey is text the word THP survey. No spaces in there at all. THP survey. Text that to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to eventually email you a link that you can click on that'll take you directly to the survey. You can complete it on your phone quite easily, and it is so very helpful for me. So if you'll take the time to do that, I'd be very appreciative. And while I'm giving out thanks, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.